Unpunished murders have always been a blight on Schuylkill County, especially during the 1920s and 30s. The official record indicates that between 1925 and 1932, the lives of eight individuals were snuffed out by killers who have never been caught. In some cases, the murderer was identified but eluded capture, disappearing into the night never to be seen again. Other cases, such as the peculiar death of William Lachlan in 1930, remain unsolved to this day. Nobody had seen William Lachlan since Tuesday, March 25th. On Friday, after three days had passed, a group of 50 local men, led by several police officers, scoured the woods and mountains around Barnesville looking for the 39-year-old, who worked as a confectioner at a candy shop in Centralia, owned by his father. Lachlan's body was discovered a day later, on Saturday evening, in a most unusual place. Inside a concession stand near the entrance of the now-defunct amusement resort known as Lakewood Park, which was located in Barnesville about a mile away from the Lakeside Ballroom. Mysteriously, Lachlan's lifeless body was found in a nude. An autopsy held in Tamaqua revealed that the man had died of a broken neck caused by a blow to the back of the head. But one thing struck police as being even more mysterious. Police had searched that very concession stand only one day earlier. Lachlan, accompanied by eight friends, had traveled to Lakewood Park on Tuesday night to watch a boxing match between Pat Igo and Mickey Diamond. Nothing happened in this slugging match. And done. After the match, he and his friends parted ways. He did not return with John McGinley, the friend who had driven him to the park. However, a night watchman named William Alt reported that an unidentified man was seen later that evening, wandering the park grounds barefoot and in short sleeves. This was odd, considering that March evenings in the mountains tended to be quite chilly. The watchman attempted to stop the wanderer, but he disappeared into the darkness of the night making a positive identification impossible. But on the following day, a coat and hat were found on park grounds and were identified as belonging to William Lachlan. A watch was found inside the coat pocket, along with a book of matches and a pack of cigarettes. Both the hat and jacket were dry and clean, even though it had rained hard during the night. The matches and cigarettes weren't even damp. Immediately, officials ordered the dam opened and the lake drained, suspecting that the missing man might have drowned in the park's 10 million gallon reservoir. On Friday, the day before his body was located, Lachlan's socks and shoes were discovered. Strangely, the socks were dry, but the shoes were soaked. Stranger still was the fact that both items had been located along the lake shoreline, on ground that had been thoroughly searched earlier. After the autopsy was complete, the body was taken to the home of his father, John P. Lachlan, who owned a candy shop in Centralia. The funeral was held Wednesday morning, April 2nd, at St. Ignatius Church, and he was laid to rest in the parish cemetery. Lachlan's wife, Clara, had died three years earlier. He left behind one seven-year-old daughter, Mary Louise, along with three brothers and two sisters.
according to local papers, the concession stand where Lachlan's body was found was a two-room bungalow situated near the edge of the park along the state highway. During tourist season, the bungalow served as a concession stand as well as a fortune-telling booth. The front of the bungalow included a porch enclosed with screen netting and it was on this porch where the body was discovered, a pair of pajamas pulled down around his ankles. The case was handled by Mary Jones of Tamaqua, the first female deputy coroner of Schuylkill County. It was Jones who ordered the post-mortem examination, which showed that Lachlan's death, most likely caused by a blunt object, could not have been accidental. The subsequent investigation by the Tamaqua detail of the Pennsylvania State Police also revealed that robbery could not have been the motive. Despite a massive search, Lachlan's trousers, vest, and underwear were never found. Not everyone believed that Lachlan's bizarre death was murder. Some speculated that Lachlan may have been struck by an automobile after he left the boxing match while walking from the pavilion to John McGinley's car. McGinley waited around for his passenger, and when he didn't appear, decided that he must have gone off with other friends. According to this theory, Lachlan, who was badly injured, must have wandered the park grounds in a dazed condition until he arrived at the bungalow near the entrance. Those who believed this hit-and-run theory speculated that Lachlan was still alive after police had first searched the bungalow on Friday and had continued to ramble the grounds, clinging to life and shedding his clothes while the search for his body was taking place. But this theory fails to explain why Lachlan's shoes were found wet and his socks were found dry, or why the victim's body was found in a nude with his pajamas pulled down to his feet. And why couldn't a search party of 50 men and police officers locate the rest of his clothing? On April 16th, a coroner's inquest was held at the town hall in Tamaqua. At the hearing, no new evidence was presented, but the jury dismissed the hit-and-run theory, rendering a verdict declaring that William Lachlan came to his death as a result of violence administered at the hands of a person or persons unknown. In early May, authorities hinted that arrests were imminent in connection with the mysterious murder, stating that substantial clues had been uncovered, possibly placing Lachlan at a nearby hotel on the night of his disappearance. This development proved to be a false lead. Then in early June, state police once again hinted that arrests in the case were forthcoming. According to a June 7, 1930 edition of the Shemokin News Dispatch, the police were working on the assumption that Lachlan was killed in a hotel near the park. Arrests would be made within the next few days, or so the newspaper said. Once again, police failed to make good on their promise. This was the last time the mysterious death of William Lachlan was written about, and the case seems to have quickly faded into obscurity. As for Lakewood Park, 
it too faded into obscurity. Allegedly, when Lakewood Park closed down, the Grand Carousel was sold to an amusement park in Michigan, where it continues to operate to this very day. And when the weather warms and the soft summer breeze is scented with butter popcorn and candy apples, perhaps some child in Michigan will take a ride on a carousel pony whose glass cabochon eyes may have once witnessed the mysterious murder of a candy man from Centralia. Pennsylvania oddities. <laughs>